Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show continuing on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats. Paul Roberts down there in Waukesha. He had, uh, boy, I talk about good turkey. Woo! Good turkeys during the uh, Thanksgiving Day feast and also uh, starting to take orders for uh, Christmas as well. So if you're thinking about being in the area and you're going to be in the Waukesha area or you live in the area and you can't find turkeys or hams or whatever it happens to be, get a hold of Paul Roberts. He can order it for you. Pick it up about two, three, four days ahead of time, and you're good to go. It's that simple. Not to mention, he's got a lot of good stuff and caters as well. That's Paul Roberts. Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha, downtown Waukesha, right there on uh, Sunset Drive. Stop in and tell Paul we said hi. Uh, bring him in now, our good buddy uh, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. You can see his stuff over at Rob Reichel over on Twitter, joining us on the hotline. Rob, how you been, pal? Billy, I, I think uh, either I'm going to cut this call short or, or as soon as I'm done, I, I'm running over to Paul Roberts after that uh, <laughs> ringing, ringing endorsement. You, you got me hungry now for lunch, Billy. Oh, he's a good dude, man. Good dude over there. If you've never had that, uh, I, in all the years we've been doing stuff together, I don't know, do you ever come to any one of the golf outings at the former residence that I was at? Yeah, you know, I did one year. I, I did, yes. I, I know, I, and I know, I know the Roberts establishment well. Yes, you. Yeah, I was going to say because there is, is 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 true, and then some. Let's say that. Awesome, awesome, uh, Rob. You, you just tell me where we're where are we at now with this Packers team? Because uh, a lot of people are going bald thinking about it. Uh, you've got a, a backup quarterback who looked pretty good, a starting quarterback who's banged up but still wants to play, and. You know, you got a defense that is just woefully inept and's given up almost a thousand yards in the last two weeks. So, where do you go from here, man? You know, your your question, Billy. Where are we? I mean, we're two thirds of the way through arguably the most disappointing Packer season in what the last twenty plus years. I mean, it's been a long time since since a group entered a season. I would say with this level of expectation, especially on the defensive side of the football, um, and then and then really disappointed to the level that that this team is um you know billy i looked this morning um that they sit at number eight right now in in the in the in the you know positioning for for april's nfl draft and i mean their odds to make the postseason are two percent even if they win the last five which let's be honest is is almost an impossibility from what we've watched with this football team they you know the, the path is clearly blocked because you know, they lost all those teams for the most part that are ahead of them in the NFC East. So the playoffs really are almost, you know, an impossibility at, at, at this point in time, even if they somehow got hot. So, you know, I'm certainly one of these people, Billy, and we've talked about, I think, on your show in the past, who says th- this is the ideal time. You're four and eight. There's only two teams in the conference worse than you right now. Um, I think it's the Bears and the Rams. Let's find out what you have there in Jordan Love. It, it's the perfect time to shut number 12 down between between the ribs and the thumb. Um, find out what you have these next five games with, with Jordan Love so you can make, you know, the most educated decision possible this, this offseason with what to do with Jordan Love in years four and five. You know, do you, do you move him this offseason? Do you, do you sign him to that extension and, and pick up that fifth year? at some point in time this offseason when you get a little more clarity from Aaron Rodgers, what his future is and, and what it holds. I just, Bill, I, I think that, that that to me is the, is the most important development that could happen with this football team in December to get some answers on Jordan Love. Now they got some terrific answers, I thought, you know, Sunday night when he came in and rallied them and, um, you know, put up 10 points in his two drives and threw the dart for a touchdown over the middle to Watson who all ran everybody to the end zone. I mean, he made, 
Jordan Love made five or six throws in that game, Billy, that, that were outstanding. Um, you know, even the one that, you know, Cobb could have caught in the end zone and, and, and or could have also been called, I guess, a pass interference. You know, he, he could have had a second touchdown there uh, late in the game to pull him within 40-37. I, I, I thought Jordan Love was outstanding, you know, but it's only a quarter of work, Billy. I would really like to see him the next five games. And, you know, you, you kind of say, where do they go from here? They're not going back to the playoffs in in 2022, so it's so it's time to get some answers about 2023 and beyond. And I think this is the absolutely perfect time to turn the page to Jordan Love. Um, now, I, on one hand, I agree with you. Now, I was I had one of these weird conversations. I'm sure you get them from people that come up, know what you do for a living, and say, "Hey, I've got this opinion." And while it's out there. You know, the argument was Jordan loves chomping at the bit. All he wants to do is go out and show his wares. He's enthusiastic. He wants to run the offense. He wants to show everybody what he's got. Rodgers, they say, well, I think Rodgers is checked out. I don't believe that. Rodgers has the ability to say, look, I'm banged up. My ribs are hurt. My thumb is hurt. I can take a couple of weeks off and just get back at it and go heal up. And he's choosing not to. Do you give him more credit for wanting to remain competitive and still be under center? No, I, I mean, I, I do. I just, I, and, and, and I guess, you know, a credit to him. And, and we're going to find out more, I think, in the next 24 hours. Rogers himself goes on the McAfee show, I think, in about an hour, Billy, and he could certainly reveal a little bit more about his ribs than, than uh, Matt LaFleur did on Monday. And, and, and Matt will have to answer some more questions about that tomorrow with, with where those ribs are. But you know, just long-term, Billy, for the, for, for the greater good of the organization, I, I just don't see a real upside this last month to playing Aaron Rodgers. You know, you, you know who Aaron Rodgers is. You you know if he wants to come back in 2023 and 2024, he's probably going to be your starter. Jordan Love's not going to usurp him in all likelihood um, and, and win the job and, and pass him. So you, you have to find out, you know, moving forward, what the, you know, what, what exactly you have in Jordan Love. Um, if you want to use him as a trade chip, this is the perfect time. I mean, that, that, Billy, they've, they've got a couple of games on, on the docket here that we know Jordan Love could put up big-time numbers. I mean, Chicago, the, the, the Rams, Detroit, we're, we're not talking about high-level defenses, you know, that he could potentially face here in, in, in the next month, where if Jordan Love goes out and he has a, you know, quarterback rating of 110 in the next five games and he throws 12 touchdowns and two picks or something like that, I mean, I mean, Bill, you're talking about getting a first-round uh, draft pick probably back for the guy. Now, if he flops, mm-hmm. you probably you probably go backwards on on some of that. But I, I think it's a risk worth taking for a couple of reasons. You've got to find out your own answers on Jordan Love, and and I certainly think the schedule works in his favor. Where where again, he could go and shine, and um, you know, he he could certainly in, increase the value of the draft pick you would get. You would end up getting back for him. I just I, I think you know again. I've, Hey, Aaron's a tough guy. Good for him. I, I just I don't see at this point in time a real reason to trot him out on the field where where the 2022 season is largely over. Um, the defense, which is absolutely horrific, uh, did you know? I mean, I know they're missing some key pieces. Stokes is out. Devondre Campbell's out. Rashawn Gary's out. They're missing some guys. But did we woefully overestimate the talent of this defense? I mean, it, it, I don't think it could get much worse. They had like 15 to 17 missed tackles in that contest. I don't think we overestimated it, Bill. I, I mean, I, I really don't. For a handful of reasons, they just haven't come together. And and to your point, yeah, they're, they're missing a few guys, but everybody in the league is by the time, you know, that we get, we get to week 13. Everybody's down four, five, six, eight preferred starters. I mean, and Green Bay does have some depth where, you know, plugging Rasul Douglas in for Stokes isn't isn't a dramatic decline or anything like that. Um, 
You know, I tweeted this the other night, Bill. I, re- I remember in August I was sitting with Adrian Amos in camp, and he and he said to me, he said, man, we're doing a lot of talking here about being the number one defense in the league, pass defense, total defense, yada, yada, yada. He goes, and we haven't done a thing yet. And and, 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 and you remember the hype this summer, Bill, and especially after the draft when Brian Gutekunst used a pair of first-round draft picks, you know, on, on mm-hmm. defensive players rather than going to the offensive side of the ball. And everybody said, man, they're going to have six, seven starters come 2022 that were first round draft picks and and they were really coming off a season where a lot of these guys did have you know monster years so bill i don't i don't think we over overvalued or you know um uh, made greater assumptions about the talent level of this defense than than actually existed there's there's clearly communication issues there's chemistry woes um i I, bill they're they're not interested in tackling and and that and, and now that now that that comes down to the coaching and the coaching staff. There's there's you know we we could go through a hundred things here. There's there's a lack of gap responsibility. People are out of their lanes consistently. But but I think the biggest thing, Bill, is they they've just gotten beat up week after week physically. Um and and Philly took it to them worse than than anybody we've seen and and anybody that's taken it to them in the run game in in almost fifty years, Bill, forty five years was the last time you know any anybody's run for that many yards against these guys. They're that they need to be far more, you know, far tougher and, and more physical than they have been. That um, they've gotten dominated up front. Uh, that that whole defensive line, I, I would say, Billy has been a disappointment. You know, they're, they've got long, tall, speedy, athletic inside linebackers, but Bill, they're not physical at all in the run game. So even when Campbell was out there, and now Quay Walker is being exposed, and, and the backups, you know, there. They're getting run over on a consistent basis. You've got guys in the back end like Jair that that seem to have no interest in tackling whatsoever. And at the end of the day, Bill, I mean, you know this, it's a game of fundamentals. It's, it's blocking and tackling before everything else. And if, and if you don't want to tackle, and, and Matt LaFleur had it for over 20 minutes tackled in that football game, you don't have a chance. And so, Bill, it's, you know, the, the, the defense has clearly been the most disappointing aspect of the football team. Um, it, it's got to drive Matt LaFleur nuts because he's finally getting the offense up to speed. I think where, let's even say, Billy, they had stolen, you know, the games against Washington and the Giants, right? And they're 6-6 six and six, and instead of 4-8, and eight, and they could make a run here. I, I really thought by the time they got to the postseason, if you know, if the offense was trending upward and the defense had done what it was supposed to do, that they could have been a dangerous team in January. Well, we're not going to find that out now, and it, and really, Bill, it's not going to be because of the offense, because I, I do think the offense is moving in the right direction. Like you said at the start of this this, this question, it, it, it's this, this demise here is going to fall on the defense. The uh, the Joe Barry discussion, I, I can't imagine in any scenario where he comes back as the defensive coordinator. The argument is, why are you hanging on to this guy when all he's doing is is still running his same you know bad philosophy? bad play calling out there and in essence he's trying to teach guys to run something that you know you're not going to have the remainder of this or, you know coming after the end of this season why would you keep joe barry well and it was a question that was posed to matt yesterday and now remember bill it's, it, matt lafleur is a remarkably loyal guy i think that that is one thing we have we have found out here pretty quickly i mean it it took him two weeks last year after the season ended to move on from mo Drayton. And right? I, I think it would have. I think it would have taken most of us about two minutes, and I, I think most people, Billy, would have got would have got rid of Mo Drayton last year after about week nine or ten, you know, and and tried to find some answers coming into the home stretch. Um, I, I would just say this, Bill. Again, it, it's not a playoff team. 
maybe Matt would look at this a little bit differently if this team was eight and four and the defense was melting down like this and 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 we were talking about having you know meaningful football games in January that he would have to get the defense fixed. Um, maybe he just doesn't want that level of drama and, and and chaos, you know, through his locker room. But but at the same point in time, Bill, I I do think it sends a bad message that he keeps bringing this coordinator back week after week after week. And 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 there doesn't, you know, only Matt knows, I guess, behind closed doors, what is what you know the, the conversations he's having with Joe Barry and and how accountable he is holding him. But, but, Bill, when he brings him back week after week and, and he stands at the podium and he makes apologies and, and talks about, you know, the defense played well in certain points of the game and things like that, I really think he's throwing Joe Barry a life raft. And, and I'm not a big fan of that. It is, you know, at, at least publicly, he doesn't seem to be holding these guys as accountable as, as I think he should. Uh, you know, you, you could certainly make the case what's the point of moving on from Joe Barry right now. But, but I, I, I do think Matt needs to be harsher in his analysis and criticism of that defense than he has been because even yesterday, Bill, he went back and he spotlighted, you know, two or three moments in that game where the defense made plays and did some positive things. And at the end of the day, Bill, they gave up 500 yards and 40 points. And and, and, and I think Philly's still running the ball, you know, for a touchdown as you and I are having this conversation. So, no, I'm not a big fan of how Matt LaFleur has handled that side of the ball. Yeah, that's like saying, hey, I drove really well here, but uh, while I missed uh, the first couple of exits and drove my car into a pond, prior to that, I hit all my turn signals and made the right turns. You know, it's like, come on, man. Uh, Real quick before I let you go. Right? Real quick before I let you go. I know that the numbers were put out there. Ken Ingles does a pretty good job with cap and such. Um, I keep telling people, I, uh, you know, we talk about Rodgers and not being here and being here inside. Look, I think Rodgers is coming back. I think they need a, a couple of pieces. They're going to have some big uh, off-season cap hit decisions to make. But I still think that there's enough meat on the bone that this team can be viable going into 2023. Give me your thoughts. I, I'm going to, and, and you know me, Billy, I be, I'm usually a pretty opinionated guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my answer on that until I see how certain things play out over the, over the next few months. Because, I mean, th- this team is going to have more questions heading into the off-season than than almost any you know Packer team I can remember in recent memory, and 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 not just at the quarterback position, right? It's it's what do you do with David Bakhtiari and and his twenty nine million dollar deal uh, or twenty twenty nine million dollar salary for for twenty twenty three? Do you move on from that? Being you know, do you re-sign Elton Jenkins, who hasn't played quite to the level or certainly close to the level, I guess that he, that he did prior. You know, to, to his knee injury, um, I, I think on some level, Bakhtiari and, and Jenkins are, are kind of linked together. They're going to have questions like that, Billy, up and down, you know, up and down the roster. Take wide receiver, for example. The only three guys under contract next year are the three rookies that they drafted this particular year. So, you know, that that's going to be a position that's completely overhauled. What do you do with Robert Tunyon? You know, you don't have a safety back next year uh, under contract if Darnell Savage is technically now your, you know, your slot guy. So what do you do with Adrian Amos? I mean, they're going to have a ton of these questions to answer, Bill, and, and they're going to be fighting all sorts of salary cap hell to the same level that they fought at the last couple of years. Um, I don't think the window has 100% closed, Billy, but but I, I do think it's about 90% closed, and, and, and we could be looking at the start of a rebuild um, you know, for the next few years where we circle 2022 was, was the start of it when things bottomed out, and it's going to take them a few years to work their way back. Yeah, it certainly feels like the beginning of the end, but uh, I, with Rogers sitting there, it feels like you got to 
at le- if you, unless you trade him away after June 1st next year, it feels like at some point you got to at least attempt to run it back one more time. But how far are you going to kick that money can down the road? I agree with you. Rob, always good stuff, bud. We'll talk more soon, okay? All right. Always fun. Thanks, Billy. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Rob Reichel joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline uh, from Forbes.com, Conley Media, the Packers coverage there. Get a hold of him at Rob Reichel. You can follow him over on Twitter at Rob Reichel. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at the Milwaukee Admirals. They continue to win, putting W's in the right column. Good stuff from our friends at the Admirals. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get to a couple of games coming up here during the uh, during the Christmas breaks. So uh, if you're heading out to an Admirals game, maybe I'll see you there because I, I don't want to uh, ignore that team that's winning. So stick with the Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, whether it's single-game tickets, maybe group ki- tickets, you've got an outing coming up, or you want uh, season tickets still, or even some of the tickets for after-game con- uh, after concerts that are going to be going on throughout the season as well. Check out MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for all the action. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Holiday season, it's upon us. We're now in full swing, I believe. Uh, Christmas trees are going up and all that kind of good stuff. And the holiday gatherings are going to be happening. And if you're going to do something, everybody takes a bottle of wine, right? Bottle of wine, some beverages. Uh, don't forget about our friends this time of year at Forgotten Fire Winery right there in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. Forgotten Fire Winery. Uh, you can check them out at ForgottenFireWinery.com. You can find them at local grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores. But uh, all different types and all they care about is you enjoy it. And as they say, it's fun in a bottle. Not pretentious, not over the top, not drinking with your pinky out. You can if you want to, but uh, they just say, hey, just enjoy it. Enjoy the good stuff. That's our friends at ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. This is from Justin. says, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the problem. He couldn't complete a pass in the Giants game in quarters three and four. Uh, Before he got hurt, uh, they run the ball. They win. Uh, Rodgers wanted to be the hero in front of millions. Dak, with his broken thumb, sat out. Why didn't Diva? Well, because Dak had to have surgery on his thumb. Rodgers doesn't. It's a different... That's like saying, you know, you've got a broken ankle versus, uh, you know, a a slightly sprained ankle. That's the reason. I'm just, you know... he. But he did complete passes in this particular game this past week before he got banged up. There are certain games you can look at and absolutely say, maybe things would be different. Maybe the Jets game would have been different. Maybe the Detroit game would have been different had they been able to move the football and actually put it into the end zone. Maybe they win those games. Don't know. But, you know, I don't think I look at Rodgers and go, because he wants to put it this way. If you're so hurt that you can't play, unless now Favre used to always say, and, and, you know, I mean, everybody that's ever interviewed Favre knows this, but um, I had a chance to interview uh, Brett in a sit-down years ago, and I said, why Why would you play through all those injuries? And he was he said, because I got my job through an injury. When Mikowski went down with an injury, that's how I got my job. So I never wanted to go down with an injury and have another guy steal my job, which is the reason he played through everything. 
So, and I get it. I understand it. Now, Rodgers clearly is not losing his job should Jordan Love come in and play well. But then also, here's the other side of things, remember. Jordan Love played well in the fourth quarter, a couple of drives of a game. Looked better, looked more crisp, more sharp. Looked like he has learned some things. Strong arm, you know, he's impressive. He was, right? Two series, one quarter does not a career make. So for as much as people pound on him, and I pound on him at times, uh, I don't go to the overwhelming negative. I, I've never said he's a horrific quarterback. He's terrible. He can't do anything. You know, never done that. But I'm also not going to go crazy because he hit a couple of good passes and one of them being a 60-plus yarder to Christian Watson that went for a touchdown. You've got to wait and see. So now if they get beat this weekend, God forbid, um, then maybe you say, okay, or maybe they win, but they still are mathematically eliminated because of wins this weekend. Then maybe in some way, shape, or form you say, you know what? Maybe you let Jordan Love go out there and get it done. Who knows? But I, I'm not gonna not gonna go with all the. And I understand we we talked about earlier. I understand all the sides of the positives of playing Jordan Love and the negatives of playing, you know, Aaron Rodgers and setting him or whatever. And I I get all of that. But I think if a guy can play and you're paying him millions of dollars, yeah, you probably let him play. Uh, and you let him kind of do his thing, and you start to build that relationship if indeed you're going to run it back again next year with uh, the wide receivers that he has now, whether it's Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, go on from there, Samari Torre, go on from there. And uh, also you start looking for other things next year if Rodgers is going to be under center. Unless, of course, you're thinking, boy, we ought to give Love an opportunity for a lot of what uh, you know um, Rob Reichel said. Because if he plays really, really, really well, and like he said, goes out and throws 12 touchdowns, only two interceptions, suddenly you could be talking about getting a second, first, second, third round pick for this guy, depending on uh, what you maybe can get out of him if you decide to also go in that direction. So a lot of things to think about. Bill, I'm admittedly quite naive when it comes to all of this, and I have a closed mind about many things. I feel like the big downside to starting love is he might actually win football games. Then you get a worse draft pick. Uh, well, he's given away things are trending like, yeah, how many more wins are on the schedule? And maybe Chicago is a win. But just in general, with what we've seen from this team, what if love provides a spark and plays them out of a top five pick? Mm hmm. Which I would be in favor of, because that means he's good. That would mean he's good. And maybe you get an additional pick along the way if you decide to trade him away. Otherwise, you can have pre you know predetermined wink wink nod nod trade talks and trade Aaron Rodgers after June 1st and maybe get you know stuff out of him I mean who knows who knows what you could end up getting not that you're going to get anything for him this uh, coming draft but and and I'll be honest and I go back to it time and again I know this whole thing about god how many picks can you get for this guy this is great but you got to make the picks count you know you just got to make the picks count don't, so, you, don't you think the worst-case scenario is not Jordan Love being bad, but it's him being a Hall of Fame quarterback for another team? Where if he's really oh, good yeah. and you trade him yep. for a one, but then he turns into Justin Herbert as a perennial yeah. top-five quarterback, isn't that the worst-case scenario? More so than him just turning out yeah. to not be good? Absolutely. Here's the other thing. And this is from Mark who said, oh, by the way, let's get another third-round draft choice. 
Uh, yeah, we didn't even talk or really discuss the Sean Ryan suspension. Oh, it's right. like the th- it's like the third round draft choices have just been the abyss for the just traded away. Sean Ryan, third round draft choice, offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers, gets suspended for PEDs. Amari Rogers, third round draft choice, gone. Josiah DeGuara, yawn. Uh, Jay Sternberger, gone. Orenberg's gone. He's a third rounder. You, you, Montrevious Adams, <laughs> just Kyler Fackrell, come on. Ty Montgomery, eh, okay. Uh, Kyrie Thornton, Richard Rogers. These are all third round draft choices that I'm rolling through. The names of Alex Green, Alex Green. Morgan Burnett was probably one that stuck. That was a pretty decent third round draft choice. After that, the, the next best one, we talked about this, James Jones and Jermichael Finley, back-to-back years. Don't forget Aaron Rouse was also a third-round draft choice. Back-to-back years, Aaron, James Jones and, and Jermichael Finley. After that, Abdul Hodge, Joey Thomas, Donnell Washington, Kenny Peterson, Marcus Anderson, Bao Jew. Just, just give it away. In 23 years, you've hit on three guys. Two, really, but three if you want to go with Morgan Burnett and the extension he received. But just come on, man. So just give it away. Don't even this whole thing about we got to get draft choices. Only if you got a good talent evaluator and talent scouting system around it. Because right now, it's looking pretty, and if I could use some vulgar language, I would, but it's looking pretty bad, some of the drafts that happened in recent years. Not a whole lot of stockpiling of talent, if you will. I'd rather have veterans at this point or people that are on the first year of their deal that are actually looking pretty good. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, please do so. When we come back, you're going to hear from the new head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, Luke Fickle, next on the Bill Michael Show. Coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. continues on if you are looking for the 2023 getaway it is cunis rv go to cunis k-u-n-e-s cunis rv.com that is cunis rv.com whether it's a travel trailer a fifth wheel a motorhome whatever it happens to be you're looking for uh, a boost in your summer next year and your travel time uh that is cunis go to go to cunis k-u-n-e-s cunis rv.com i go to the uh I go to the one down in uh, down in Elkhorn, but hey, if uh, if you got something else around you, because they're all over the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders, man, stop in. Uh, they got some great deals going on right now. Maybe you're just saying, you know what, I don't want this thing next year. Maybe you want to get rid of yours. They do consignment as well. Stop in and check it out. That's Cunis K U N E S Cunis R V dot com. Or if you've got somebody in your life that loves camping, loves to go RVing, loves the outdoors, they have all kinds of accessories. Uh, of outdoor accessories in their showrooms as well. So stop in and check it out. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. Uh, by the way, big news coming out of the Packers camp today. Being reported, Dean Lowry has restructured his contract. There you go. <laughs> Dean Lowry restructured his contract, giving the Packers about a million, 1.1 million of cap space uh, still this season and restructured Slap some Slap my of his ass deal. with a grilled cheese sandwich. That'll that that that'll right there. That'll make your day. 
That'll, that'll tickle your funny bone if that happens. Just an FYI. All right. So there we have it. Uh, so uh, Luke, uh, Luke Fickle yesterday uh, ends up, uh, you know, finally meeting the media. A uh, big display. They had him walking through the tunnel and had uh, all the stuff on the video board and had a, a select grouping of media and friends and family and all that kind of stuff. So uh, he talked about uh, the question is, how are you going to handle the whole Jim Leonard thing? And Fickle said, look, I'm excited to see what Jim Leonard wants to do. I think that's where it really comes down to what's in your heart, what's in your mind. And, you know, he, he'll know what's best for him. He'll know what's best for, for this program and his team. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to just find out what he thinks. Ben, now the report that came in the paper that was out there for a brief second was Jim Leonard kind of said, eh, I don't know if I want to be a head coach because of the time consumption and I've got three young kids. I want to spend time with my family. I don't know if I have it in me to be the head coach. Now you hear, you know, Fickle basically say, look, whatever Jim wants to do, he's open to that. Give me your thoughts on keeping Jim Leonard or what Jim, what's going on right now inside the walls of, uh, of Camp Randall, we'll say, to what Jim Leonard may or may not do or what the dynamic is there. I can't imagine it's uh, – it feels like a weird dynamic where I still think that Leonard really wanted the job. I'm not really in the camp thinking that he passed it off. I think he was passed over for Fickle. So I'm sure it's weird. Evan Flood of 24-7 did report yesterday that Leonard has not met with the team yet. So I, I, I think he's still processing all of it and talking with Fickle. The thing is they run different defenses. So I wonder what Fickle will want to do scheme-wise and whether he'll want to bring some of his Cincinnati guys over because they they kind of are built around the same concept, but uh, Luke Fickle runs a 3-3-5, Leonard runs a 3-4. So there are differences there. If mm-hmm. Leonard stays, massive news. Obviously, you know, one of the best coaches in the country. Maybe as important, all the players that might leave, uh, all the good ones that figure to be part of the future, they might stay right. if Leonard also stays. I, I don't see it happening, honestly. Um, Fickle then went on to expound a little bit on what he told Leonard during their meeting. I, I think a lot of soul searching. Um, when I left Jim the other night, I just said, hey, I think you got a lot of things to think about. You got to you got to really kind of in your mind, f- figure out where you want to be in five years and where you want to be in 10 years. If you can figure out and say where you want to be in five years and where you want to be in 10 years, it's going to help you a lot better to, to figure out where you want to be next year. That's Luke Fickle sounds very much like this is my program. You figure out what you want to do, right, Ben? Definitely. Yeah, that this was This is my program. You figure out what you want to do. And and if Jim Leonard was like, "Look, I just want to go back to being the defensive coordinator," then Fickle's probably like, "Go figure it out if that's what you want to be, man. I want to keep you. If you can't figure this out, then you need to go." You know, you know what I mean? It it, it it's he very much sounds like a guy in complete command. Yeah, that was definitely a theme of yesterday overall. The fact that like this is Fickle's program. And and yeah. honestly, he wouldn't have said yes to it if he would have had to cater to other people's needs. Like that big time hire happens because he's given all the keys and all right. the controls. And it certainly sounds like uh, McIntosh has not said you got to keep Jim Leonard. I think he's looking at it as Leonard's had a lot of success, had a lot of good defenses in his career, so that's he's open to that possibility. He also says that he and Jim Leonard had a very open conversation about his future. 
we, we had a great conversation. I'm very open to, you know, obviously picking his brain for a lot of things. You know, he, he loves this place. He's a diehard. Um, so there's a lot of options that are open. I think we're very similar in a lot of ways. Jim will know what's best for him. Jim will know what's best for the program. Jim will know what's best for this team. And, and I respect that. Um, so in, in looking at this, uh, the big thing for him now, for Luke Fickle, not just Jim Leonard, but is trying to keep all of these players, this class, trying to get a whole, through to these guys, plus the guys that are already starting to jump into the, the transfer portal to maybe follow him. It's trying to keep this 2023 class together. Those guys are our number one priorities. It's a short time, and those guys are the ones whose lives are in a little bit of disarray as well. The great thing about the University of Wisconsin is those guys might have been attracted here because of maybe a relationship with a guy, but they're going to be here because of what Wisconsin is, because of the school, because of the athletic program, because of the history. And that's what's really fortunate about walking in here and in a tough situation in three weeks that you got to sign you know, a group of guys. Um, in addition to that, you've got now uh, Fickle saying Leonard – it's a tough situation, and and it's going to be one that it. And again, it does sound like Leonard wanted that job, or at least had aspirations for that head coaching job, and said, you know, he's kind of in a tough, to, a tough situation right now. But I know that it's not an easy situation. It takes us, you know, a special person in some ways to get over a lot of those things. I had a hard time with it, you know, but I do believe it was the right thing for me and the way that I did it and went about it, and it helped me be who I am. But my way is not always the right way. It's not the way for everybody else. Um, so um, when you uh, when you talk about all of that for, for Leonard, the most pressing order of business, I mean, you can talk about your coaching staff and filling guys in at this point, but you you got you, you to gotta get the recruiting and the staff member and the strength and conditioning guys. you got to get all of that together because now you're in full-blown. we got to go out and continue to not only, one, sign guys, Two, get guys from this year stronger going into next year. And then three, we've got to figure out, you know, that recruiting department and strengthen that recruiting department and get that recruiting department bigger and better. Here's what he had to say. There's nothing that's, to me, it's more important to get, you know, in-house and as soon as possible as what we're going to do in the strength program and what we're going to do in the recruiting program. Because to me, those are two of the lifebloods to to how we've built things and how I believe the future needs to continue to grow. Uh, also, and we talked about this earlier, he talks about this program is now about winning championships. For me, I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you this, and you'll probably hear it for every year at the beginning of the year. We got one objective and one goal. It's to play for a championship. I said that when I obviously when I started at Cincinnati, and that is open-ended, but it gives you a lot of flexibility of things you do. You have an opportunity in this league. If you're playing for a championship, amazing things can happen, and I think you just got to stay focused and know that uh, that's what it's come down to. They have not, uh, by the way, if uh, Leonard does not take the job, you got to wonder if Mike Tressel comes over from Cincinnati. Mike Tressel being the nephew of Jim Tressel, who was the Ohio State football coach. You got to wonder if Mike Tressel comes over, if he brings, because Tressel's had some pretty good defenses at Ad, Cincinnati. Bill, Adam Rittenberg did tweet today that, that if it's not Leonard, it would be Tressel and his yeah. co-DC, Colin Hitchler, I think. Yeah, I, I would have assumed that because they've had a lot of success um, defensively speaking at Cincinnati. Uh, in addition to that, he, he says, look, they still haven't decided on the defensive scheme, but they're not going to just go in and blow it up. You know what I mean? 
we'll evaluate, we'll assess, and uh, we'll definitely be a group that can go multiple in different ways. But what they have done has been a fun, done a phenomenal job. And we would be out of our minds to think that you come in and just completely scrap and change something, just like a culture, just like an environment. I mean, they've done an unbelievable job at what's been created here. And what our job is to do is to come in here, adapt, adjust, enhance what it is that we've got, and we'll do that. Here, here's the other thing. This is kind of that when the last cut from Fickle is that respect shot because this is they're not going to scrap it because and this being more of a compliment to what Jim Leonard has done because it's worked in the past. If you if you really study us for what we have done, we've adapted and adjusted to whatever we need to do, and I think that that's what I've learned. Um, as much as anything um, over my time is, is the ability to adapt and adjust, not just to your guys, but also to what you need to do to be successful. Uh, meanwhile, Chris McIntosh, he started out by saying, look, he, he did talk to the team. He did apologize for putting them in a tough situation. You know, the experience that these kids on this team had this year isn't one that I would wish on anyone. It's been extremely difficult. And that's why, you know, I said earlier how proud I am of the way of the approach they took and, you know, when we met with them last night, I, I recognize and, and I apologize for the decisions that I have made that have contributed to the challenges of this season. And um, that just can't be overlooked. More from Chris McIntosh when we come back, including when he decided Fickle is the guy. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers reviewing their 40-33 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Head coach Matt LaFleur said the coaches graded out the Packers' defense as missing at least 20 tackles as the Eagles rolled up 500 yards total offense. LaFleur says he has no plans for now on making any changes at defensive coordinator. By no means am I excusing the way we played. I mean, you can't give up that many rushing yards and that many points. Are there things that I think we could do schematically to help put our players in better position? Absolutely. Are, are there things that we have to execute better? Absolutely. A bright spot for the Packers was Jordan Love coming off the bench and leading Green Bay on two scoring drives late in the fourth quarter, including that touchdown pass over the middle to Christian Watson that went for 63 yards. Watson on how Love was in the huddle. Uh, I think he was calm, cool, and collective. Uh, I thought he came in like he had been, you know, had been doing it all season. Uh, so, you know, I think he, I think he came in and, you know, gave us the opportunity we needed. Uh, you know, it may sound cliche, but, uh, you know, I'm passionate about, about competing. I'm passionate about winning football games. I'm passionate about football in, in general. So, uh, I mean, if we're not winning, the, you know, everything else is, uh, it doesn't matter. The Packers play the Bears in Chicago Sunday, where Justin Fields sat out Sunday's game at the Jets with that injured left shoulder. Backup quarterback Trevor Simeon on the loss of the Bears' best receiver, Darnell Mooney, to a season-ending ankle injury that will require surgery. Yeah, it stinks. Uh, there's a player terrible if you've spent any time with darnell he's one of the best dudes in the locker room so that's the part of the game that stinks right but um he's a strong dude guys like that you know when anybody gets hurt but um especially darnell it's uh, tough to see that's bears backup quarterback trevor simeon in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show The cooler weather is here. Yes, the winds are blowing. And yes, if you can feel the draft or hear it, 
It's time to change those windows. Make your house more beautiful, more economical, more valuable in so many different ways. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Do what I did. That is going to PellaWI.com. And uh, I had, it's funny, I got uh, some people coming to the house here in a couple weeks. And a friend of mine said, uh, I'm going to run into the great room. I'm going to check your door and check the temperature. Because I talk about it all the time. And it's kind of like, an, you know, kind of like a running joke among friends. So they do. They come into the house and they check it. And they're like, oh, sure enough. So uh, I, I, like, I welcome it. Welcome it. Uh, but uh, you can, too. You can uh, get your house more economical, more beautiful. You can cha- change the interior. You can keep the interior the same, the exterior, whatever it happens to be. The hardware, the roll screens, the innovation, everything Pella Windows and Doors has to offer, including two years. No money down, no interest, no payments. That's the best part about it. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. Uh, coming up here after the top of the hour, our buddy uh, Zach Heilprint is going to be in studio. Real quick, I want you to hear this because Chris McIntosh, uh, when he was addressing the media yesterday, one of the things that he stated was, uh, you know, because everybody wanted to know, when did you decide that Luke Fickle was the guy? Here's what he had to say when he talked about deciding on Luke Fickle. It was last week in which, you know, I had a chance to fully evaluate the candidates that were in consideration, including Jimmy. You know, we sat down with Jimmy uh, Monday afternoon for a few hours and uh, got a sense for what his vision was for this program. And uh, it was after that that uh, I was forced with, you know, making a really tough but important decision. And and, um, it was at that time that I realized Luke was the guy. Interesting. So, you know, he doesn't expound upon... You know, the conversation with Jim Leonard. He just said after talking with Jim on Monday, Jimmy on Monday, that this was what I decided. This is, you know, last week, what I decided. So it doesn't sound like, Ben, the outcome of Paul Bunyan's acts had really anything to do with it. No, and I would hope that it didn't, given the team that Leonard was coaching and its flaws and maybe whose fault those flaws were. It just, it really seems like a situation where Fickle was the really hot girl and you didn't know if they needed a date to the prom. And then at the end, it turns out they did. Mm -hmm. Because if Cincinnati beat Tulane two weeks ago, they would be in the American Championship. Right. And then Fickle would not be leaving his team before that. That's what happened last year with Notre Dame and with the playoff. So the fact they lost. That's just it, though. But if, if he was in the championship this week, maybe that decision holds off for a week. Um, or he leaves, you know, but he was in a playoff. He was in a, it, it, he was one of the final four last year when Notre Dame came calling who wanted an answer right now. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't think, um, you could have put off the decision another week given everything that needs to happen before December 4th, because once December 4th comes early signing period starts, portal stuff starts. There's now a window. It's December 4th right. for another 30 something days. And well, here's that's the other thing, when, though. If, if they're only playing for the American Championship, do you think that Luke Fickle says, "Yeah, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and leave? I don't think so. And it's not as big as the playoff. However, I, I think he's shown us an ability, a propensity to stay for those games. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Zach Heilprin, sports director at The Zone in Madison, uh, front and present. A lot to talk about when you talk about this Wisconsin Badger football program. We'll pick his brain, get his thoughts on this coming up. 
Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Burn Pit BBQ. Oh, boy, you got a barbecue lover in your Christmas list. Oh, my goodness. Go to BurnPitsBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. You will not go wrong, and you will thank me. No doubt about it. They're employee, or not employee-owned, veteran-owned, and right here in the state of Wisconsin. Burn Kid, BurnPitBBQ.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.